When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. Tonight I'm going to be talking with Garrett, who has these experiences with these entities that kind of make the jump from sleep paralysis into the waking world, which is very interesting, confirming my thoughts that at least sometimes sleep paralysis seems to be more than just sleep paralysis. Before I get to my talk with Garrett, though, I want to mention that this Saturday... March 18th, I will be at Creature Feature in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It's a last-minute thing. I will be at the Red Duke Games table. They are kind enough to share their table with me, so I'll be there. I'll have a small selection of my books. I won't have the whole spread that I usually have when I do these events. If you want to stop by, say hello, get a signed book, I'd love to see you. I will be at Creature Feature Saturday only. Now, this is a weekend event. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can only make it on Saturday, so I will be there Saturday at the Red Duke Games table. That's at the Wyndham Gettysburg Hotel, 95 Presidential Circuit, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Hope to see you there. I'd like to take this time to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. Thank you for everything you do. We could not make Strange Familiars without your help. If you like what we do and you'd like to get extra content, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All of our patrons get commercial-free versions of the weekly shows, plus two extra episodes of Strange Familiars every month. To check it out, you can go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All right, let's go ahead and get to my talk with Garrett.
Tonight we're talking with Garrett. How you doing tonight, Garrett? I'm doing good, Tim. How are you doing? Good, good. And you emailed me a while back about some sleep paralysis stuff and some other encounters you had. Oh, yeah. Did this all start with sleep paralysis? So I'm not sure if it all starts with sleep paralysis. The earliest one that I remember is as a little kid. I'm, I probably was no older than four or five years old. This wasn't a sleep paralysis episode because we were, I was living in Mississippi around the Laurel region and we were hunkered down in the basement of my house at the time for a tornado. And I remember playing on the base of the stairs as a little kid and I just happened to look up, up the stairs. And from what I remember of the house, there was at the top of the stairs is the doorway from the left you come from the living room into the as you cross the threshold you go to the bedrooms and i just remember seeing this woman in white stop look down the stairs at me kind of do a hush movement and then continue walking on into the bedroom area ooh like like a finger to the lips hush movement like yeah like a finger to the lips hush kind of wow and i believe I have three kind of things kind of follow me around. Like you said before, it's not, now I feel like I'm haunted by three things and I feel like she's one of them. Okay. So you had more than one encounter with her. Oh yeah. Nothing as clear as that. The other ones would be around the lines of like, I would catch her dress moving through the corner or I would catch feelings of her perfume. There was one time when I was a young teenager I was asleep in bed and I felt and my hand was kind of hanging off the edge of the bed and I felt a cold woman's hand take mine and kind of like lightly squeeze it and then let go. Hmm. So what's that like? Is that <laughs> frightening or is that just weird? Or... Uh, from her, I don't know. I remember as a kid seeing her and I don't remember being frightened. It was more of a just a, huh? everybody should be in the basement because we're in a tornado. Like, what are you doing up there? Type deal. Right. Um, so, so you were looking up the steps and saw her like walk by. Yeah. Just walk right by, kind of okay. looked at me and keep going. Did she look hag like, or what did she look like? No, she, I remember I had a friend draw her up for me recently, but I remember her being kind of gaunt looking kind of sunken eye, dark hair, kind of look not haggish but she looked like a regular woman that just one that was tired and kind of sunk in mm -hmm. so yeah a woman in white i think is what i uh refer to her in the email as right right i mean she doesn't seem as um aggressively nasty as some of the boo hag encounters you know yeah she, she just seems to be there yeah she just kind of and that's the kind of the vibe that I've gotten from her uh, throughout the years. Cause I'm in my mid twenties now and I've had, like I said, I've had experiences with her my whole life and other entities that I've had attached to me my whole life. But yeah, from all of them, she's just kind of there more as a, just a calm presence and a, sometimes a comforting one. What does her perfume smell like? Flowers. Kind of just like old roses. Really. I'll catch hmm. whiffs of it. Interesting. I don't know that you can tell anything's motive by its smell, but I have been <laughs> noting that 
these more scary, say, or or um, what people deem to be negative entities. I don't know that that's necessarily a fair assessment all the time, but when people do smell something, they tend to smell something that doesn't smell very nice. And uh, nicer entities seem to give off a nicer smell. I don't, you know, again, that's not anything scientific. That's just me, (laughs) you know, making notes on accounts I've come across. Yeah, I've told my girlfriend before because when we first started being together, I've noted that places that have other entities or presence attached to them, they always seem to give off just a certain, what I call a haunted or present smell. And she always asks me when we're going in, she's like, is this place haunted? Do you feel like anything's here? And I'll just tell her yes or no, or yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah. Well, when did the sleep paralysis start for you? I would say sleep paralysis started for me around six, seven years old. I've gotten so many accounts lately of, (laughs) of folks telling me it started when they were that young. I can't imagine that. Like, yeah, it's uh, it was terrifying as yeah. a. Terrifying it was terrifying when I was in college. I can't imagine being a little kid. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard I've heard your story about it. And I yeah, couldn't imagine. But yeah, as a little kid, yeah, that was completely terrifying. Actually, my first sleep paralysis experience was followed with bad smells, horrible smells. Really? And yeah, I remember we were living in. I've kind of moved around and grew up moving around. As I've gotten older, um, and it kind of ties into why I think that it's not the places that we've lived in, but me, myself, that has things kind of follow me around. Mm-hmm. So we were living in Louisiana at the time, in my hometown, and I was me and my brother always shared a bedroom. And I remember sleeping, and I woke up just kind of laying on my back looking up, and I smelled like this rotting, rotting flesh smell. And I could hear boot steps on the hardwood floors of my bedroom and I'm just laying there in fear and when I they keep getting closer and closer and eventually I can sense that it gets to the side of my bed and then just this black shadowy figure just kind of leans over and looks at me and just kind of hovers there for a little bit and then I remember him standing back up and then just kind of walking away out of the room and did you um kind of wake yourself up and like shake yourself out of the paralysis from that yeah I did the little like started wiggling my fingers and toes kind of thing and kind of just shook myself out I did the classic once I was able to move I did the classic pull the covers over my head because you know what else was I supposed to do yeah yeah well now I consider myself lucky it didn't start till college <laughs> honestly like, yeah it was quite the experience starting at a young age and it it did not stop and that start that carried on through my entire childhood and teen years wow how often would you say oh at its peak i would get it maybe three or four times a week oh my goodness Jeez. yeah there was bits where i couldn't even go to sleep i was terrified to go to sleep wow now did you see entities every time or sometimes did you just get paralysis not not every time i would get like audio uh, hallucinations, as they would call them, or audio sensory. Mm-hmm. The other ones, now it's vague in my memory, but the other ones would be violent ones. There would be instances, and this is where it's vague if it's a dream or if it was sleep paralysis, but 
there be instances where this is still living in Louisiana and I was probably in my early teens, probably about a 12 year old at the time we were living at my grandparents' house in the same town. And I fully, uh, now I fully believe that their house was haunted by other entities, but I would have either dreams slash sleep paralysis of being dragged out of my bed and pulled down into a dark pit. And I'd have those nightmares or actual incidents. I don't know. I don't really remember if they were dreams or actual events, but I'd have those happen you know, almost every night or at least a couple times a week. Now, for me, and at least some of the other people I've talked to, it's pretty easy to discern between these sleep paralysis incidents, whatever they were, and a regular kind of dream, even or even a nightmare. There tends to be a different feeling that goes yeah. al- along with the sleep paralysis stuff. It's um, I've described it as, you know, more awake than awake kind of thing. Yeah. You can look around, but everything else is frozen and you're fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. This you know, thing that you're saying you're not sure is a nightmare or not, do you have that same kind of feeling with that incident, we'll call it, whether it was a dream or what, where you were just that sort of intense sleep paralysis feeling with it? Or Yeah. yeah. So it would be, I would wake up, I would wake up with a sleep paralysis event. That would be laying there. And it's one of those scenes. So have you seen... What movie is it? Is it Emily Rose? Where I believe it's Emily. Have you seen the movie Emily Rose? No, I've not. So in the movie, I think there's a scene where like kind of like the blankets kind of get pulled off slowly and type deal. But it would start with sleep paralysis, and then I would feel my blankets kind of just slowly be pulled off of me, and then that's when I would be drug out and you know feel like pulled out into a dark pit, mm-hmm. and then I'd wake up. The thing is, is that I remember being drug out in that dark pit, but then the next thing I remember is waking up the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's similar to some of the abduction things that I've experienced. It's like you're somewhere else, and then all of a sudden you just kind of sit up in bed kind of thing. Yeah, kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah, that's weird stuff. So are you telling your parents or anybody, or you're just kind of <laughs> sitting on this stuff? So I kind of... I would tell my parents, but we grew up in a very Southern Baptist household and that wasn't really something that we talked about or encouraged discussion about. So I kind of kept it to myself. I know when I was a little kid, at least around the same time I saw the woman in white, I would tell my mom and dad, I would come into their room at night and tell them, Hey, I can't sleep because the angel is keeping me awake. Like the angel's hair is keeping me awake or they would witness toys of mine move on their own when I'm not around. Oh, they saw that. Yeah, they would see it. For instance, they would have a, um, that I had used to have this little fire truck rolling. I think, you know, that little toddlers would kind of scoot around on. Mm -hmm. And my dad would watch it from the back patio because our living room had this big window wall and it went straight to the back patio and he would watch the siren go off and just kind of slowly roll across the uh, patio. So we never talked about it, but they definitely acknowledged that stuff would happen and involve me. Mm-hmm. That's a lot <laughs> of sleep paralysis. Yeah. D- did it, this continue through your teenage years and are you still having it? Uh, yeah, it continued through my teenage years, not as frequently around the time that I believe that we moved out of my grandparents' house. It 
kind of slow down. Like I said, we moved around a lot, but actually I hadn't had a sleep paralysis event all up until a few weeks ago. And that was the last time I remember having one was maybe mm, 15 years old. And that was a whole nother, you know, terrifying experience, but different from the others, different from the others and similar in a way. Uh, I was staying the night at a friend's house. This was the 15 year old one. I was staying the night at the friend's house and we had just got done watching Emily Rose. And like I said, I, from to this day, I refuse to watch that movie ever again because every time I watch it, stuff would kind of happen after watching it. But hmm. we had watched the movie and <laughs> I remember we were just uh, sleeping in our beds and our pallets and I woke up in that sleep paralysis situation. But to the point I was used to like kind of shaking myself out of it. But when I shook myself out of it, stuff was still happening and I could hear chains being dragged across the, uh, bedroom floor and i was so terrified that i shook my buddy i was like hey hey hey, turn the tv on like i need some light here like i cannot see and something's in the room wow but yeah but you didn't see anything that time no i didn't see anything that time but the one time i did see one other time that i i'm kind of jumping around in the memory because like i said before each of these are kind of their own entities experience and it stopped being sleep paralysis and started developing more into, uh, how can I put this? I was seeing things while I was awake and moving. So it would come from being asleep, but I could had full functionality over my body. For instance, we were on a vacation to in Panama City, and I was watching TV on the uh, living room. I was sleeping on the pullout couch in the condo. Uh, we had the whole family staying in this condo and lights are on. Everybody's asleep, but the lights in the living room are on TV's on. And I watched the cowboy, the man in the hat figure go across the TV and across the wall, just a shadow on the wall. Like if somebody was casting a shadow, but not really there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched that go across the wall and disappear and being, I'd say 13 Maybe at the time I said, nope, I grabbed all my stuff, put the pullout couch away and went to the room where my brother and cousin were sleeping and made a pallet on the floor. And I lay down on the floor and kind of tucked up and I was watching the light between the door and the floor because I left the lights on (laughs) and I could hear those same cowboy boots walk down the hallway and stop at the front of the door and I could see the boots under between the crack in the door and the uh, floor. So I could see him block out the light and just make them out. And he stood there, I think for a solid 30 minutes and he walked away and i just listened to the boots fade away. And I finally went back to sleep. Wow. Or probably fell asleep. I would say. So did you get a look at him other than the boots? Uh, like other than the boots? no, because my back was to the wall watching the TV. So, all like I said, all I could see was the shadow move on the wall. I kind of draw comparisons to movies a lot. So, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Princess and the Frog movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, there's a, in, there's a scene where the main villain uses kind of shadow creatures. And they 
can interact with the physical world, but they are only 2D imprinted on the walls. So they're just shadows on the walls. Like if you held your hand up to the light and looked at your shadow. So that's kind of what I saw of him. How did you know that he was a cowboy? I could see the big hat, you know, the big, you know, five gallon hat that he had. Okay. Make out on the shadow. Yeah. And did he just appear when you were in Panama City or did you see him? So not just in Panama City, I would see him, I'd wake up and I'd see him standing in my doorway as a young teenager or I would catch him kind of out in the distance in a window or I would catch just cold chills in his presence. Yeah. And like I said before, they all have their own little feel and vibe to them i'd still catch him from time to time in fact i didn't see him but my most recent story involved him and like i said this happened a few weeks ago i can get into that if you'd like or yeah. if you have yeah so this is the sleep paralysis that their most recent one yes this is the most recent one so i i am currently living in montana and there's this christian camp up in the mountains and i'm not going to say which one it is just in case you know, I don't want to put sure. anybody, I don't want to dox the camper, Yeah, no worries. give it a wrong image. But um, I was sleeping in one of the cabins and I was a counselor and I was sleeping right by the door just in case, you know, any of the teenage boys wanted to sneak out during the night. And I woke up with that paralyzed fear and I could not move. And I was just like, okay, it's been a long time since I felt this way. And the feeling that I had I was like, I know there's an entity nearby because I can sense who it is and what presence it is, but I couldn't see him. I was looking out the window and I was looking at the door and my feet and there was just nothing, but everything just seemed void of light. And I was like, okay. And so I'd laid there for probably an hour, just froze with fear going like, okay, okay. I don't see anything. What's going on? Well, it wasn't until the next morning I was getting all the boys packed up and we were getting ready to leave. And I heard one of the boys say, hey, and he, this cabin was two stories. So I was sleeping on the bottom floor with two other kids and the other guys were upstairs. And the ones from who were staying upstairs was like, hey, did y'all see that cowboy standing over John last night? And they were like, no. And he's like, oh, I just, I thought I saw somebody standing over John. And I must have been wrong. Maybe it was somebody else. And I heard that. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to freak them out. But I was like, that's what I felt last night. Because he said, he was like, yeah, it was about three in the morning. And when I finally came to, it was about four o'clock after I was finally, you know, able to move. Wow. And I was like, that's what I felt. Wow. So one of the kids saw. Yeah, one of the kids. Wow. So, I, yeah, and I've always said, and I tell, I'm more comfortable about talking about it now that I'm older, but I've always told people, I'm like, I can always get the feeling and sense if an entity or any other kind of force is near. It's just one of those uh, sensitivities that I have to it. Mm-hmm. So that was my most recent, recent experience with that. Yeah, and, you know, I say this often, I, I'd like to be clear because... I think some people think, uh, you know, oh, somebody thinks they're special. It, it, it's not like that. I think I think some people, you know, it's like 
me with drawing versus me with music. Like I have to work to get any kind of note out at all for music. Practice, practice, practice. And, and even that, I'll never be, you know, world-class at that. Right. I'm not saying I'm world-class at drawing, but drawing just comes easier to me. I don't have to practice. I just, I can always draw. I always could draw. So it's it's like a a gift versus something that, that a talent you have to develop, you know? <laughs> And I think right. I think some people just have that sort of natural inclination towards these things in the same way that some people can draw or sing or whatever whatever it is, you know. My girlfriend actually is a good example of that because when we first started dating and interacting, she had no interest or any belief in anything I ever said, any of my stories I'd tell her. She didn't believe it. And as we started, the longer we were together, the more little things that she had start to notice, the more stories that she's start to have for example what finally kind of pushed her over and gave her she has stories of her own but what kind of finally pushed her over was back in february of 2020 or march of 2021 we went home back to my hometown in louisiana for my uh papa's funeral and you know we were all grieving the experience of that and one night me and her were just staying up late talking to each other and from the kitchen of this house, and it's not a very big house, it has very thin walls, and it's all kind of open concept, we could hear what sounded like my Papa Jay clear his voice, kind of just, you know, go that <clears throat> kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just froze and looked at each other. And the only thing that, I mean, immediately I was like, that was my grandfather, because we could also hear what sounded like his slippers shuffle across the uh, tile floor. Hmm. And the only thing that made her believe that what she heard was actually what we heard is that my dog was asleep at our feet. And he's a he was a blind Catahoula cur dog. And he was asleep at our feet. And he perked up as soon as we heard that voice clear his throat and start walking through the kitchen. He perked up and looked directly into the kitchen. Hmm. It's one of those things like, like you said, you kind of build up and adjust and your ability to sense that kind of stuff gets stronger or weaker as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I think Depending that. how much you exercise that muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And some people have just never been in those situations <laughs> with it. So, you know, how could they? Yeah, know? absolutely. And I have my own feelings and thoughts on that because I've noticed things kind of be regional with people who have those feelings and abilities, but yeah, it's insane. And Again, I have stories from all through childhood, just from the benign to just absolutely harmful and terrifying, really. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do these involve other entities? Yeah. So I don't know if this next entity that I feel like is attached to me, I have two stories, but I'm not sure if they're from the same one. But I do know that one of them is very violent and one of them is he's very angry. And sometimes he likes to be a doppelganger of sorts. He likes to mimic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Even talk, even thinking about it kind of gets me like remembering it kind of gets me like, oof, shook up a little bit. Oof, sorry. <laughs> I got to take a second. So I have two or three involving this entity. Um, I can start with the earliest one that I think is him up until the most recent, if you'd like. Yeah, please. So I believe my first time encountering this one was 
I'm might want to say I was about 12 years old, maybe. I know we we're coming back from Panama City. This was a different trip from the one I told earlier. We kind of frequented there a lot as a vacation destination. But I remember we were staying in a hotel. It was kind of a 12-hour drive from Panama City to Texas, where we were living at the time. But I remember waking up and having to go to the bathroom naturally as a little kid. And it wasn't a sleep paralysis, but I remember feeling like there was something else in the room. And I looked up, and I don't know if you you stayed in uh, those typical hotels. You got the two queen-size beds and you know the TV and the mirror, and you can go to the bathroom, and then there's always a little lamp in there. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking up and looking to my left to, like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. And sitting on the lamp was a little green figure, maybe about two and a half feet tall. But he wasn't had no detail to him. He was just solid green. But you could see muscle definition, kind of like an outline to him. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him going like, all right, that's there but I have to really go to the bathroom. This is how I know it's not a sleep paralysis thing. Cause I stood up and started walking to the bathroom, but I had to pass this figure sitting on top of the lamp Jeez. to get there. So I remember walking to towards the lamp. He, his, what looked like his gaze, you know, never broke with me. I walked towards him, walked past him, never breaking eye contact with him either. And his head would follow me. And I kind of looked at him as I stepped into the bathroom and it was still looking at me. I closed the bathroom door, did my business. And I was like, surely, you know, maybe this is just a weird dream. Maybe I'm just kind of like, cause you know, when you rub your eyes and you can kind of see the light kind of come through and those mm-hmm. weird little, that's what it kind of looked like. So I was like, surely that my eyes just needed to wake up. I'm in the light now. I'm woken up. This won't be anything. I open up the bedroom, I mean the bathroom door, and he is still sitting there on the lamp, never broke contact with the door. And I walk, I walk past him. He never breaks gaze for me. I get back in bed and I lay there and look at him and I just go back to sleep. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) Wow. So was he proportioned like a human being? Yeah, he was proportioned like a human being, but... Like I said, he was solid green, and I could see muscle definition. Now, the reason why I associate him with the next figure I was going to talk about is because my dad would used to tell this story when he was a teenager. He only had this experience once, but he woke up one day to a little green man that was more defined but muscular, and he said he was sitting on his dresser, and he looked at him, pointed at him and said, you, and then my dad went back to sleep. But my dad said he looked more like a ripped muscular green figure with glowing yellow eyes. But being older, I would say, well, maybe I was just remembering the story from my dad and I was dreaming about it. If I hadn't gotten out of bed, gone to the bathroom and came back with him never breaking eye contact with me. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and then uh, you know, in both your story and your father's, it's again, it's another thing I note in these stories. 
go back to sleep. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes that your body is just so overcome with adrenaline or fear or some other influence that you just have no other choice but to go back to sleep. Yeah, there's that. And then there's the idea that we can get to you when you're awake, but it's easier when you're asleep. Yeah. Go back to sleep. And then, yeah. yeah go back to sleep. And each of these t- times, you know, I feel like this is when, you know, this entity latched onto me, like the woman on the staircase, you know, this is when she latched to me. The man with the cowboy hat, you know, he latched to me that first time of sleep paralysis. And I feel like this little green figure is what, you know, lat- this is when he like, hey, uh, you're, I'm your problem now. Wow. So the reason why I say he's harmful and mean is because I've had him throw stuff at me. I've had it uh, mimic people's voices. I've had it mimic people right in front of me. I've had it slam my doors, call my name, scratch me, all sorts of different things. Let's get into that. Let's wow. <laughs> where to start with yeah. that? I mean, like I said, there's little things throughout to, after that point where I had things kind of thrown at me. I could feel some him sitting on my chest sometimes, but I think one of the first times it really ramped up was I was a young teenager, probably about 15, 16 at the time. And we were now living in the house that my sister is currently living in with her soon to be husband. I lived there from 14 all well until I graduated high school and a little after. So like I said, we moved around a lot from Louisiana to Texas, but we moved around and we finally settled down in one place my freshman year of high school or end of eighth grade year. And my eighth grade, seventh grade year is when all the stuff at my grandparents' house where somebody would drag me out of bed and all the other sleep paralysis instances would happen. Anyways, carrying on. One day I was just kind of by myself at the house and I needed to go into my parents' bedroom for something. So I walked into their bedroom and they had the master bath right attached to their bedroom, walked into the bathroom. And when I walked past their bathroom sink onto to the bathtub, I noted that my dad's pocket knife was laying on the counter closed because he's, you know, we're, we're outdoorsmen, we're hunters, we're very safe with our firearms and knives. But it was laying on his bathroom counter, closed, pressed kind of against the wall, you know, where the wall, the counter meets the mirror. Mm-hmm. So it was laying there. I was like, oh, dad's knife. Cool. Didn't really think anything else of it. Just grabbed my shampoo bottle and carried on. When I turned around and walked past the knife again, I heard a thud behind me. And when I turned back around, the knife had embedded into the wall across from the counter like open yeah so it was open blade out and embedded into the wall jeez yeah at first i was like did i catch it but the no the knife was closed and there's no way it could be embedded into the wall like that it was closed and if anything the blade was the way the blade would open was facing the mirror Mm -hmm. so it had to turn a 180 open and shot across the and it wasn't a big gap. It was a rather small bathroom, but enough force to embed into the wall. Jeez. Yeah. So I just went, okay, and just kept walking. <laughs> I, I, by the time I got to about uh, 16, you know, 16 years old, I was 
fully used to it. I wasn't really scared anymore. I mean, it was still a terrifying thing, but it's right, just one right. of the things that I was like, this happens around me. I, I guess this is, yeah, <laughs> this is just what happens. I mean, you got to live life, right? I mean, yeah. Got to, got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So I'm just uh, curious, like, you know, knowing my father, <laughs> did you leave the knife in the wall? Yeah, I left it. I wasn't going to touch it. <laughs> so what became of that? Did someone else just come home and find a knife in the wall? I guess because nobody ever said anything about it. Oh, wow. I, I left the bathroom. I left the room. And my dad was an oil field worker, so he wasn't even home at the time. He just had a plethora of pocket knives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just left it. I was like, that's nah, not my problem. So I never I never really asked about it, but I couldn't go into my parents' bathroom up until they renovated it. And I'd be like, that, I know how that happened. Wow. Yeah. And so no one ever mentioned it. Nobody ever mentioned it. My mom is more open to paranormal stuff now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she probably just assumed that maybe it happened when nobody was looking and just one of those things. But she never said anything to me, never asked me, you know, how, do I know how I got there? See, that's what it makes me wonder if more things weren't happening that your parents were maybe just covering up because like, we don't don't want to scare the kids, you know? Well, yeah. So my mom, not to go off too much on a tangent, but I've been listening to your recent stuff uh, about what the owls and all that. My mom, probably around that time, really, she had a friend pass away and she said she had a dream about an owl at her window, kind of pecking at the window and she said, Chopper, go away. You know, I'm fine. You can go now. And she said it flew away. So my mom and I have the same sensitivity to those things. But my sister had her own terrifying experiences. My brother, not so much. But, yeah, there was other things that happened that probably was covered up by all of us. All of hmm. us and we never openly talked about it or, yeah. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the position of that knife and where it ended up, did it have to basically fly by you to end up where it was? Yeah. So like I said, I walked past it. So it happened behind me, but it had to have just missed me because I walked past and, you know, I'd had to fly pretty quick to hit my wall. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering if you felt like it was thrown at you or towards you or, you know, if you were the intended target and the intended target i don't know if i was if it was like kind of like i missed or if it's like hey i just want you to know i'm here right i could hurt you if i wanted to right 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And again, like I said, I've had the same thing, leave scratches and be a lot more violent than that. So there's another, and then again, most of these stories from now on are in the same house. And I have other stories with smaller entities and one where I believe is the same cowboy. He came back kind of later in life, but this is now kind of all in the same house. So there was one night I was again, home alone. All me and my siblings are really close in age and we kind of had our own lives by the time I was 18, 19 years old. My brother was, you know, 17. My sister was 16. So we all had our own lives. But anyways, I was home alone and I kept my bedroom door cracked open because I had a Doberman pincher who liked to come in and out of my room, Mm -hmm. stick on my bed, anything like that. You know, very loving, caring dog. So I just kind of kept it open for her so she can come and go as she pleases. And I'm sitting there on my computer. I don't remember exactly what I was doing. Just kind of sitting crisscross on my bed, typing on my computer. And my bedroom door was to the left of me, and I felt cold. I felt something was off. And I looked over at my bedroom door, and at that time, I saw what looked like a green claw reach around my door and this is all I saw. I saw probably what was like half. I'm getting chills just talking about it, by the way. I saw what was a green claw reach around the door, grab a hold to it, and slam the door shut. And I just froze and looked at that. And I could see the paint on my door from where it grabbed a hold, where it had peeled up, where it kind of gripped on and clawed at it. Mm-hmm. And it was there's just claw marks on my door. And so I was like, frozen with fear but i didn't feel like it was gone so i just kind of closed my eyes and i started praying i was like i don't know what this is i don't know what this feeling is please god help me what is going on and i could hear i don't know if it was masculine or feminine but i could hear a voice just go whatever you do do not open your eyes so i'm i'm sitting there on my bed, eyes crushed shut, and I could feel from the foot of my bed something, its hands press onto my bed and crawl onto the bed, and just kind of like the bed pressure in front of me, and just press down and sit crisscross across from me, and it would just stare, it just sat there and stared at me. Oh, I could feel it staring at me. And How I, do you keep from opening your eyes? <laughs> I just kept hearing. I was just like, "Is like, don't do it. Do not open your eyes. Do not open your eyes. Wow. And I just like, I'm not going to, but I could, in my mind's eye or however you want to put it, I could see just a horrible, horrible face just staring back at me. And I was like, if I look at this thing directly, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So there was that and... I don't remember how long that went on for. It felt like hours probably, but it who knows how long. Eventually I felt it back off and it kind of leave my room. And after that, I kind of warded my room. You know, I'm like made it a safe place, windows, doors, anything. I was like, so nothing could come in and nothing ever happened in that room again. But 
I could hear from that night, I could hear rapping of the fingers on my door or it scratching. If I had the door open, I could hear it call my name or I could hear it what sounded like my, one of my siblings called my name. And I was like, nope, just going to ignore that. Wow. Not going to deal with that. If I left my room or if I stayed anywhere else, there were times where I would stay at a friend's house and like I got out of the shower one time and I'd walked out. I don't remember what exactly was going on that night, but I'd walked out and I didn't have a shirt on. And they were like, Garrett, what's that on your chest? And I looked down, I could see like three little claw marks on my chest. And for the longest time, I had a picture of it, but it's on a flash drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't know where that came from. Or sometimes there'd be scratches on my back or something like that. And like I said, I've had this thing mimic people before and mimic voices before. And it's just, that one's the absolute worst. The shadow figure. And I've seen him before. He's dark, but he's not harmful. This one is just pure malice. Wow. I would say. So when, when you're saying it mimics people visually or just aud- audibly? Both. Both. So there was one time, and I would say this is probably not my most recent encounter with them because my girlfriend had a encounter with it, I believe, before. But um, there was twice now. One time during early COVID, I had been exposed when I went home for Christmas time. So I quarantined in my girlfriend's basement so I you know didn't have to interact with my roommates or anything like that mm-hmm. it was kind of necessity and no she didn't come downstairs or anything like that and this is actually currently the room I'm sitting in so I was sitting there watching TV and I, like I said I'm currently sitting in this room so I could clearly see everything in detail how it was but I was watching the TV and to the right of the TV there's a curtain that divides the space where I was quarantined and the rest of the basement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and you can come down into the basement from the stairs and there's a door to the right of the stairs that can give you access to the rest of the basement. And then you can take a left where I was quarantined at and where I'm sitting now. And I, you can hear if somebody would come down the steps. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I see the curtain pulled, and my girlfriend sticks her head out from the curtain and grins at me, sits there for like two or three seconds, and then goes back into the other side of the basement. And I was like, I'm like, that's a little odd, but you know, I've been quarantined for two weeks. Maybe she just wanted to pop in and just smile at me. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's a little odd that she didn't say anything to me or anything like that but I kind of brushed it off until later when I was actually able to interact with her and I was like hey just curious did you stick your head through the curtain to kind of like smile at me and see how I was doing she goes no Hmm. I was like please tell me that you're lying because I saw you clear as day look at me from the curtain and like I said it's you could see the room it's not a big space. It's only 10 feet from me where I'm sitting on the couch to where I saw it kind of poke its head through. It's 10 feet or less. So I would have gotten a good look at it. Just been like, yeah, 
yeah, but I can remember it's kind of twisted smile and all that. And that's kind of what it threw me off, like that uncanny valley kind of look to it. Oh, yeah. But I was like, nope, not, not that. Absolutely a terrifying little booger. I would say so. Well, tell me about the time it scratched you. Uh, or was that just the, one, the time in the shower when you were talking about? Uh, there was the time in the shower, and again, there was the other time. There's other times, nothing in more particular than I could find them on my arms or they can find them on my back. Uh, okay. For a little while, like at the sem- there was a, I was going to the seminary in New Orleans, and again, it would not as harmful there, but it would still like throw quarters or it throw. Uh, little objects at me. Sometimes I had I had this stuffed sloth <laughs> that I would keep sitting on a chair just for, you know, what else am I going to put in my dorm? And I was sitting there on my computer one day and I watched that thing turn and look at me. I was no. like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. And again, like I said, that's that's something that I kind of if I talk about them or I can I kind of always feel that any of the three are always kind of around, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's never a time. Oh, <laughs> that reminded me of another time of it mimicking my girlfriend. There was one time that I was asleep and she was gone away to, she was gone away to the camp that I previously had mentioned. And again, like I said, this was, I was alone. I was sleeping in bed and I kind of woke up and I kind of sat up. And what I thought was her standing at the foot of the bed kind of staring at me. But in my sleep mind, I didn't connect that she was still at camp per se. I was kind of in that in-between sleep stage, Mm -hmm. but I was sitting up and I was just like, Oh, it's just her. Okay. And I went back to sleep and then I woke up the next morning. I was like, that wasn't her that she's at camp. There's no way that was her, but I've had some, instances similar to that in the past too but yeah and why do you attribute that to this green thing versus any of the other things um i attribute the mimicking to that thing only because again the presence and the vibe that i've gotten okay from them mm-hmm. matches up with the other times gotcha. like i said before yeah. i can kind of feel okay, this is this one, this is that one. Even if I don't see them, I can feel them. Yeah, yeah. Because I had other instances with the shadowy figure, and again, not in sleep paralysis, but in other, two other instances I can think of, maybe three other instances with him. But I knew it was him versus the others because of the look and the feel of it. But yeah, it's kind of crazy because again, I don't normally talk about them with people because if I talk about them, it kind of stirs it up. Mm-hmm. And I say, mm-hmm. it, like, it's like if I don't acknowledge them, they don't acknowledge me anymore because <laughs> I don't know if it's that they try to be as harmful or I've kind of asserted my I'm older now. I'm not scared of you. If you want to make a scary noise, I'll make one just as loud. Right. Yeah. It's a wild thing. And again, I, like I said, even without the three, I've had other instances of just random entities that I've seen or that I've came across or 
sins that other people have sensed or haven't sensed. And it's just one of those things that I'm like, I think I'm, I'm just, I just see these things and other people can't, and I accept that. So uh, give me uh, an example of one of these more random entities. <laughs> so an example of one of these random entities, I have two per se, two different types. Sure. Um, the first one was, this is while I was living in New Orleans. My brother was an offshore worker at the time. And one night at eight, nine o'clock at night, I got a phone call from my mom saying, Hey, you need to go to the hospital in this area. Your brother got airlifted to it. You know, he's really sick. Could you just please go check on him? He was only like a 20 minute drive from me. Cause in Louisiana, a lot of people come in and out of that new Orleans area, that Bay area mm-hmm. for offshore workers, or at least very least in that 20 minute, 30 minute drive. And I was like, I'm sure he's fine, but sure, I'll, I'll go check on him. No problem. So I drive to the hospital, and as I'm driving through this very, very well-lit car park, from out of nowhere, I see this humanoid figure run across the driveway, the drive lanes, and the, you know how the, if you can visualize a, the car parking area. I watched it run from a car to just behind a wall, which would just lead to a ledge that had a gate. And I was like, oh, there's a person over there. I wonder if they're in, like, I wonder what that was because it didn't click in my head, but I just saw it run across. And I, when I got to that point, which was only, you know, it might've ran out six feet in front of me, probably more than that, I would say. It was vehicles late with me enough to be able to see it. I drove past and I looked to where it ran to and all that was there was just a gate and a ledge. Hmm. Like uh, the whole parking lodge, they had no, it had, I guess, suicide prevention fencing mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And that's all there was. So there had been no way, because to the left where it ran to, it was all open and there was nothing. It would either had to run towards me or run away from me for me to, you know, for it to disappear. But it, it had nowhere to go. I was like, oh, I'm going to see whatever this was, and it just wasn't there. I was just like, hmm, okay. And I was on the phone with my friend at the time, kind of talking to them because it was late at night, and I was like, I, I need to go get my brother, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, and he heard me say, man, what was that? And I was like, I just saw somebody run across the parking garage, and then there's nobody where he ran to. But that was a completely different just – thing it was a different feel different vibe and i was just like maybe i was like okay that's just something that i saw Mm -hmm. and then the second time just another example of a random event we were staying at an airbnb down in texas where my brother lives uh for his wedding the whole family's staying in there and immediately when you get in there you're like okay like i said before i could feel that and smell that haunted smell mm-hmm. and I was like okay this place is definitely definitely haunted but you know whatever um, it was like probably a 150 year old house I believe they had all the history of it on it so everybody's kind of touring the house and everybody was avoiding this one bedroom and we kind of peek in there and on the wall of this bedroom was a dress, little girl's dress and it was framed, but it was dirty. It was, I don't know, it was bloody or it was just stained. Weird. But it was just hanging on the wall. And we're like, 
don't like that. I'm going to leave that be. <laughs> but in that room, you could get just this cold feeling. And I was like, that's weird. Uh, later on, all the boys had their own room, girls had their own room type deal. I was sitting at the vanity of the room that I was staying in brushing my hair because I have rather long hair. And <laughs> right next to the vanity was the door. You know, it was just immediately like, there's the door, there's the vanity. And I'm sitting there brushing my hair and from around the corner. Now, I couldn't see this physically, but I could feel and see it in my mind type deal. Around the corner, I could see a little girl kind of peek around at me and just kind of watch me. And I was just like, kind of look back to what I knew was there. And I was just like, hey, I can see you. You know, I know that you're there. Just calm talking to it. I was like, you know, if you want to hang out, you can hang out. If not, that's fine. It's okay. And I was just kind of it. I finished doing what I was doing and, you know, continued to be watched by this little girl the whole time. One of my, you know, many theories of which, you know, put them all together and they're worth about as much as that. It is that perhaps houses aren't so much haunted. I think sometimes they are, but I think more often than not, I think people are haunted. I think I would have to agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And it sounds like you're one of those people. At what point does this become... Well, I mean, you kind of already covered that. You just have to live with it, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I think, like I said, I was probably about... 16 when I just kind of got used to it mm-hmm. um, I've had encounters where, again like I said with around friends around people and people have had encounters while they're around me that they've never had before and I'm just kind of every new friend or person that I'm with I'm like hey you just kind of if you hang around me long enough something's going to happen to you Like you're huh. going to experience something and it was just kind of one of those like very blatant upfront kind of things. And they'd always laugh it off. But for example, the first time I started hanging out around a group of people, we were having a party at their house. And the reason why it's, it sticks out in my head so much was uh, we were drinking, having a good time and, but not having, you know, not being too rambunctious, just kind of hanging out drinking, playing video games and whatnot. And I went to the bathroom once came back and from the hallway there's the laundry room to the right and my friend jumped out and scared me in a clown mask you know haha real funny (laughs) type deal but (laughs) saying that later again that night I went back to the bathroom and I'm walking down the hall I could see that there wasn't really but I could hear them in the kitchen but the one friend that I thought it was I walked past the laundry room and I could see somebody standing in the laundry room and I stopped and I was like, hey, just so you know, I see you in there. You're not going to get me. And then my friend looked up from the couch with a piece of pizza in his mouth going like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there. And from my peripheral, I could still see the person in the laundry room. And I was just like, yeah, there's somebody in the laundry room, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. Like, right. That's just kind of FYI kind of deal. That's something there. And again, they would if I would hang out with them, they'd be like, Hey, you know, I saw this shadow person in the house. I saw this in the house. I saw this happen. 
I'm like, yeah, it, it happens. Like you're going to have this stuff happen if I hang around too much. You know, I'm not wishing anything on you, but I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it's not over. Oh, by no means do I believe that it's over. Honestly, it's starting to pick up more and the more that I talk about it, the more that I think about it and I explore into it again. But yeah, it's not over. And I already know probably years down the line, if I ever have kids that I just know, and I've known this from, you know, young adulthood, young teenage years that my kids are going to probably have the same experiences and I'm going to be like, great. <laughs> no, it's just going to go from one to another. Cause I fully believe stuff like this can be passed from parent to child. Ergo, I think that I got it from my mother and, you know, she passed it to me. And I think, again, not my brother, but my sister has a hint of it too, because she has her own stories and mm -hmm. hers are honest to God. They terrified me. I couldn't imagine what she's seen and had to dealt with. But wow. like, for example, she was one time and I'll make it real quick, but there was one time in this house, you know, the house that I finished off my young adulthood in that in Louisiana, there's one time I was asleep in my room and she's well too old for this, but she, she comes to my room in the middle of the night and she just goes, bubs, bubs. And I wake up and I'm like, what? She goes, can I please sleep in here tonight? I'm like, why? She goes, the old woman will not let me get to mom and dad's room. Oh. And I was like, I was like, yep, come on. And so she slept in my hammock that night. Wow. Do you think it's the same old woman? Uh, and I think so only because I feel like the one that I saw is more protective over me, but other people can see her and that she's a lot meaner to them. Hmm. But yeah, I think it's either the same one or my, just my sister just has her own things to deal with. She sees a little boy like grudge style sometimes, but yeah, I think it's the same one that she saw that I see. Yes, as far as this passing it down to your kids or whatever. So I've got twins, boy and a girl. My daughter, nothing. She, right. In fact, she thinks it's all nonsense. She'll call us crazy, like literally. <laughs> like, yeah. My son, I'm not allowed to talk about it because you know, he doesn't want... I begged him to come on the show. He doesn't want to come on the show. He doesn't want to talk about it. Right. This, is, this is lame dad stuff, right? You know? Right. So he doesn't want anything to do with it, but... From what I can glean from him, way more than I ever had. Right. And I've been with him on hikes and stuff and had some things happen as well. So I think he's oh. got it, but he doesn't. He's not super appreciative of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, don't hold, I don't hold it against my mom, but I think the woman in white has, you know, attacked her for some reason or another. But I think it's always in the protection of me because there was one time she got scratched pretty deep on her forehead after putting me to bed. But she's seen stuff visually. I mean, just recently she sent me a video of a blue light walking back and forth uh, in front of a old house and where she lives. But, you know, she's finally coming around to talking to me about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I fully believe that stuff like that can be passed from parent to child and it's funny that you say that that you made me think of talking about your hikes and stuff with your son 
there was one instance that I did have an encounter in the woods with something, but I'm not sure what it was. But it, I can't, and it's back at that same camp that I talked about previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was just something to this day I could not figure and explain what it was. Well, you have to tell us now. <laughs> so, at this camp, and like I said, it's in Montana, and um, very mountainy tree area. This camp sits down in a valley, and so you have cliff sides on all sides of this camp. And one night, early 2019 to end of 2020, pre-COVID, I was living there almost full time as a student and as a worker. Mm-hmm something that I had a calling to, something I really had a passion for. Anyways, I was walking the campgrounds one night from one building back to the building I was sleeping with it with a couple friends. And up on the cliffside, you could see a orange ball of light just kind of there on the cliffs. And we're sitting there looking at it going like, is somebody, somebody on the cliff? Like, is somebody up there camping? But we were like, there's no way because it doesn't look like a fire. It just looks like that fire color. It's not flickering or anything. It's just there. Mm -hmm. And we're just looking at it going like, man, what is that thing? And it was there until we walked back to our dorm and we kind of just brushed it off. But we went back out the next morning and looked at the cliffside and there was just no way anybody could be camping up there. For one, it's private property. Two, it's super steep and rocky. And three, like you would be able to see if there was a campground or fire or any pre-fire or anything like that up there, it was just bizarre. It was just a orange ball of light. Well, I meant to ask you if you'd ever seen weird lights, I would have been surprised if you hadn't, honestly. Yeah. I think that's the only weird light experience that I've really, uh, that I've had that it was just blatant since I had two other friends with me and we all three were just like, and I just asked one of them recently, like, Hey, do you remember this? And he's like, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Before I let you go, I have just a couple more questions about this green entity. I know he's not your favorite. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. It's Did fun. you ever get to see the face? Uh, no, I never get to physically see the face. The only time that I had the sense of what it looked like was the one time when I could feel, kind of make it out in my mind's eye type deal. But I never got to see the face. Mm-hmm. And if I did, it was, you know, twisted as somebody else's. When it was like crouched on that lamp or whatever, could you not see any detail because of the the way the lighting was or just just didn't no. have any detail? It just didn't, again, it just didn't have any detail other than just its outline. And I don't know if that was just it kind of sussing me out or if it was just my mind not wanting to see anymore. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I never saw its face yeah and i say that now i'm just gonna be like hey (laughs) yeah well i i mean like i said i have a feeling we're gonna have a follow-up conversation at one point i mean more than happy to i hope uh, going forward your encounters are all pleasant (laughs) oh i i hope so too and some probably won't be but like i said uh my mentality towards it all is if it makes a scary noise i'm gonna make a louder one i made a bunch of dishes crash the other day and I just said, Hey, knock it off. <laughs> and that was that. So yeah, there's a 
pretty good success rate. I've had, you know, like moms come to me and stuff like, oh, you know, something's bothering my kid. And, you know, first thing I say is ask politely, but firmly to say, hey, stop. You know, you're scaring us. You're scaring my kid. Please stop this. We don't like it. And that has a pretty good success rate. It works. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have more. And again, not with this loved green entity in particular, because even not now, but in recent times, like you said, I haven't seen in space, but I can, he'll be behind a curtain or he'll be, you know, I can see it's outlined behind a curtain or I can see it's there, but I can never get a hundred percent look at it. So, yeah, you know, if that ever happens, <laughs> I will let you know. All right. Garrett, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Yeah, no problem. Tim. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. I want to remind you about our Etsy shop. The shop name is Lost Grave. But if you type in Strange Familiars, you should see our stuff come up. We have Strange Familiars t-shirts there. We have Strange Familiars stickers and patches. We have my artwork there, both originals and prints. My books. Allison has a selection of antique photography there as well. You can check it out. Again, our Etsy shop name is Lost Grave. Supporting us on Etsy helps support the show and allows us to keep bringing you the content you enjoy. Again, if you're in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, this Saturday I will be at Creature Feature, just Saturday only, at the Red Duke Games table. Hope to see you. And we'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars, and you can find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com.
as I pass by In the dark night She called to me The witch tree I heard my name On the Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.